How do you feel about earwax videos? What does that mean? It's like ENT doctors are like going into people's ears and pulling out the wax and Whoa. dead skin and all that shit. I need that done to mine. It's like a pimple popper video, but way more intense. This is my next level. Well, I used to watch pimple popper videos all day long, and now I'm like, earwax videos are where it's at. And I'm scared of what might be next. I don't want to find myself on colonoscopy talk one day. Ew. <laughs> I, I'm on that stuff. Just watching people's colonoscopies, Tim, that's f***ing weird. Tim's like, oh, I love colonoscopies. I actually just bought one of those Ooh. for myself. Are we ready before I start pressing record? I think so. I'm I trying to read through recording. my notes and make sense of it, but my brain is short circuit. <gasps> He's got a hair on his eardrum. This is the Always More Podcast. Hello and Hello, it is August 24th, and welcome to the Always More Podcast, where we believe there's always more room at the table for honest questions, meaningful conversations, and deeper understanding. Today on the pod, we are talking about cave dogs, man periods, Mark Ruffalo, the end of the world, and so much more. But first, I am your host. That says Tim Lichty, but it's actually Chris Ford. <laughs> just, I guess you're just filling in stuff now? Yeah. All right, well, I'm your host, Chris Ford. <laughs> Sitting across from me is who I guess was supposed to host today and just decided not to, <laughs> Tim Lichty. Hello, hello. Sitting next to me to my left is Harley Bianco. Woo. And somewhere around here, there's a cat named Agatha Rune yes. Lichty. She's sleeping. She is chilling on her little, little. Uh, what do you call that? That's cat a little, tree. Cat tree. Cat tree next to the window. And She's sunbathing. In the sunlight. You should open the window a little more for her so she can like. She might freak out. That's fine. It'll be funny to watch. Do it fast. There you go. So cute. Oh, my gosh. She's suntanning in the suntanning world. <laughs> she's a great cat. She's not actually going to tan. She's covered in hair. She could tan if she wanted to. It's a... <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so, how are you guys doing today? I'm good. It's been many moons since we recorded. Yes. Many moons. Many moons. Two moons have passed. Because <laughs> <laughs> we recorded early for the last episode, so now yep. we're... We're back in our semi-normal schedule. Yeah, because I went on vacation, and we didn't want you guys to know until I got back because I'm a private guy like that. I don't know. It, it doesn't really matter. I went on vacation. <laughs> it was glorious. <laughs> went back to Rotan again, and it is probably my favorite place in the world. Beautiful island. It's beautiful. Perfect temperatures. Water's great. Beautiful people. Yeah. From what, from what you've shown in the pictures and stuff. Yeah. Just my whole family, basically. On yeah. the island. And happy um, birthday to your dad. By right? The way. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yesterday was his birthday, yeah. um, as we're recording anyway. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And actually, I guess it'll, it'll be like a week after his birthday by the time you guys hear this. Yeah. So happy birthday, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Um, so, like my experience with the dolphins in Rotan, let's just jump right on in. Yes. Uh-huh. All that right. was cool. That was good. Right? Okay, a little, seg- a little segue there. Yeah. 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 All right. We're going to start with our Wreck and Rev for the week. This is the part of the show where we recommend and review some things that we have seen, heard, read, tasted, whatever you want to call it. Yep. Let's start with Harley. Whoa. <laughs> she Sorry, likes lasers. I, like, I short-circuited for a second there. Cool. No doubt, no doubt. So mine's a movie. Uh, it's called Just Like Heaven. It has Mark Ruffalo and Weiss, uh, we <laughs> Harley. <laughs> it's going to be a long episode, guys. Please bear with me. That's um, all right. Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, yeah, that's her name. 
And basically <laughs> the like summary of it, it says a lonely landscape architect falls for the spirit of a beautiful woman who used to live in his new apartment. Oh. And literally that's all I can really give you because like. The, so it's a ghost movie. Yes, ish. Oh, but you have I to thought watch you meant it. like he fell in love with her spirit. Like, oh. No. <laughs> I felt a presence here. She's a little spooky. <laughs> like she, she's a ghost woman. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But there's like twists in it that are really good. But Does she lose her spoon? What? So she's Reese without her spoon. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, actually. That's exactly what happens. Um, but it's yeah, it's really good. Movie. It's really, it's a romantic, I guess, comedy A rom-com. I love so, a good rom-com. Me too. I have to check that That's out. That's why I enjoyed it. So yeah, and it was very simple. You just, you obviously expected what was going to happen, so it wasn't like any surprises. Mm. And it was just good for the soul. So Good for the soul. Yeah. yeah. Simple yeah. but effective. I like it. All right, Tim. 13 Lives. That's the name of the movie. Uh, it's a <laughs> movie by Ron Howard on Amazon Prime. And here's the description. 12 boys and the coach of a Thai soccer team explore the... Ooh, cannot pronounce that. Tham Loang Cave. When an unexpected rainstorm traps them in a chamber inside the mountain. Oh. And this actually happened. This yeah, is based I on a true story. story. I remember this uh, story. Entombed behind a maze of flooded cave tunnels, they face impossible odds. A team of world-class divers navigate through miles of dangerous cave networks to discover that finding the boys is only the beginning. Really great movie. Mm. Uh, Ron Howard delivers again. He just he just knows how to make a good a movie. Good, he's a good storyteller. Yeah. Um, you have, um, I forgot to write down the names. Uh, you have Joel Edgerton. You have, is it Colin, um, Firth? Firth, is that his Fair. name? Colin Farrell. One of the, it's Colin something. Sure. One of the Collins. One of the Collins <laughs> out there. And, um, the guy who played Aragorn, uh, uh. Viggo Morrison. That's him. Yeah. Yeah. They played the three expert divers. And of course you had, you know, some boy. You know in that scene when he kicked the helmet, he broke his toe. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Did you watch that, by the way? No, we haven't watched it. But yes, we talked about it. I sent him a TikTok about that. I was like, is this the thing that y'all do? And he was like, A hundred percent, yeah. Yes, 1,000. Every, every time a Lord of the Rings fan is watching that movie with somebody that hasn't seen it for the first time, we're like, we're like breathing really hard, like freaking out, trying not to break, basically. <laughs> I have to like wait a while though because I just recently sent it to Hunter. Oh, so yeah. in order for us to like watch it and for like me to like watch him go feral over this scene, yeah, that'll that'll be best. Yeah, he may not say it, but you just watch his hands. He, goes, <laughs> he knows. He knows. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a great movie. Definitely a good like family watch. Um, and uh, yeah, highly recommend it. All right. I remember the story, so I'll probably end up checking that one out too. Yeah, it's good. A lot of the times you guys do these wreck and revs, and I do go watch them later on. You should. This one uh, you definitely with, should. With Except for Ted Lasso. Of Ted Lasso, yeah. I still have Which watched watched. Which I've watched. I'll get to it eventually. There's Fuck only you. <laughs> You're cool. Wow. <laughs> wow. No, no. No, no. Don't give me that wow. You were like deliberately shoved it in my face like a week ago. <laughs> like, I still haven't watched it. Like, I know you haven't. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't think that's very Ted Lasso of you, Tim. What do you mean? I think he'd be disappointed in the way you're talking to me right now. I don't know. No, I don't Ted think you've watched Ted Lasso. <laughs> you haven't watched it. You don't know. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Golly. What do you have, Chris? All what right. So one? my show is Dracula on Netflix. What? And I know, I know you're thinking, you know, Dracula's been around for a long time and blah, blah, blah. Absolutely it has. But this is a new take on Dracula, hmm. which is very similar to every other take on Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> because there's not much original anymore. But say... 
Uh, but this Dracula was made by Stephen Moffat, who's the uh, creator of, or one of the creators of Doctor Who. So it's got a really cool, oh. like a more British feel to it. Yeah. Um, starts off in like the fifth, no, it's the 1800s, I think. So 1700s. 1800s or so. And Dracula is in his castle or whatever. And then by the end of the movie, it's modern times and hmm. he's in modern England and doing his Dracula thing there. It's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> Dracula yeah, thing? Yeah, doing his Dracula stuff. <laughs> 1897 <laughs> in Transylvania, blood-drinking count draws his plans against Victorian London. Uh, series follows Dracula from his origins in Eastern Europe to his battles with Van Helsing's descendants and beyond. It's actually a pretty cool story. Hmm. Uh, Van Helsing in this one is a woman, and I thought that was a really cool take. Oh, yeah, nice. you, don't, you don't see a lot of that. No. Yeah. Uh, but I thought it was a really cool take. Uh, it was made and created by Mark Gaddis, who is um, um, yeah, My, Mycroft Holmes in, yeah. in Sherlock, yeah, the yeah. one ah. with Benedict Cumberbatch. He's yeah. in a lot of stuff, but that's the one Cute. I know him from. Um, and then, like I said, Stephen Moffat, uh, Clace Bang, I think is how you pronounce it, Dolly name. Wells. All kinds of really cool scenes and things like that. And it kind of dives into why Dracula is the way he is and, like, the mm. truth behind the legends and the rumors and all of that. It's pretty cool. Mm. Nice. Those are very so. British names. Oh, yeah. They're super British. They're very British. That. Like I said, half the actors are in Doctor Who, so. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. But there you go. I thought it was cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Moving right along, let's go to Tim's. What if? Okay, it's not creepy. The music makes it sound like it's creepy, but this one's actually... Um, it's usually creepy. Uh, if you have any kids around, uh, I'm going to give you like a, a five-minute, you might want to skip this section, because I, I found a question on Reddit. Uh, Giga Bilat on Reddit asked, what if males had periods too, but instead of blood, they had to flush out all the old semen out of their balls? Hmm. I do that pretty frequently. <laughs> My wife is hot, so... <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> I think they should, just because I want men to suffer. W- would it actually be suffering, though? Like, that's the question here, because... Why I, would it not? I don't think it can be considered a period if it's not suffering. Otherwise, it's just masturbation. Right. That's exactly my thought. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, like, it, it came with the cramps and the, the body pains uh, okay. and the period poops and all of that. Yeah. And then your testicles shrivel up for like a week. Oh. And it's not something oh. it's not something <laughs> yeah. that you enjoy doing. Like it, it hurts. Right. Like, it's like it's like, like your whole body just shuts down for a week. Can you imagine like because there's three, already three like to a five days. There's already like a kind of stereotype. It's like an actual thing. But like when you're a kid, like or when you're a young man and you're just experiencing you know, erections and things like that. Nope, can't relate. I know, but <laughs> it sucks because sometimes you'll be in the middle class and all of a sudden just Rise and shine, and you. There's nothing you can do about it. Like yeah. it's just, it just happens. Or like if you have an attractive teacher, it's like. But this would add to that because you might be in the middle of the, your time of the month, and it's just like uncontrollable erection and spewing and pain. We would, we would have to have like see, but like some a, type of pad, a symptom yes. of like um, <laughs> diaper or a tampon that like goes in the hole. <gasps> oh, oh my god. Yeah. Well, I mean. Not no. Where's it going to go? Are, how are you going to get it out yeah. in the urethra, Tim? Like a catheter. Oh, Jesus! It would have to go in that way. Uh-huh. I think you're better you're off wearing like a diaper like a, of some kind or a pad. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm saying. A pad would be yeah. the better option. I would yeah. wear pads at that point. I guess. I guess the better question, is, not the better question, but the question at hand is: 
would it be through an erection or just because that 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 would actually make it worse or not? If it's painful and you it has to come out, it would suck as an erection. Then I think you would not have that. I don't think we would have any kind of control over it at that point because it'd be like a period. It'd just be like mm, okay, like your body just does it. Yeah, because that was my thought. Like, like, it, man, it's not like you have to get it out yourself, right? Your body just does it naturally. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess we could always take like birth control that <laughs> fixes that, but at that point, we would have to have birth control that fixes that. I tell you men. what, that would solve a lot of issues in American politics. Hmm. All right, so we need a mad scientist out there to get working <laughs> on this. Give men periods. I'm starting a new hashtag. Give men periods. <laughs> All right, that's what I got, though. I feel like that's going to have a lot of, like, meninist support. Like, mm. male apologists are going to be like, yeah, give men period. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this should be free. <laughs> that's what we've been saying this whole time, yeah. bro. Crazy dog. All right. All right. Well, that was a interesting you know, what if, I guess. I got something stellar next time, too. <laughs> Tim, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to need you to, like, Stay off of Reddit for a minute. Just like, <laughs> it's a dangerous website. Maybe you should take it a break. <laughs> you should take a break. You should look at my saved stuff. I don't think I want to. <laughs> Not with the stuff that you're actually putting out to the public. <laughs> I don't think I want to see what you're saving for your private folders. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Moving right along. We're going to do our next section, which is... What? Come Whoa. on, Tim. Wow. <laughs> Are we going to edit that out or are we just going to leave it? No, leave it. It's short and quick. Just start over. All right. We're going to move on to our next section, which is... What did I miss? Tim, wow. you're failing me, bro. I know. It's, it's Every- been like three weeks. Give Dirt. me three. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to go. I was like, all right, here I go. I'm ready. It's my time to shine. <laughs> this is the part of the show. So excited, too. I was. I was like, I'm oh, ready to do God. this, guys. I'm, I'm pumped. This is the part of the show where Tim screws up. <laughs> And then we present to you some news that you probably didn't hear about. I'm going to start this one off because mine, much like your Wreck and Rev, involves a cave rescue. Yay. Cool. And I'm super pumped about it because caves. I, caves. I'm not too big on rescuing people. You know, less people, the better for our planet. But Whoa. it is what it is. Hot take. Yeah, oh. that should have been Harley's hot take. See, but I don't have the same belief on that. So. <laughs> if you get stuck in a cave, you did that to yourself. All right, Dwight. I need another Just plague. Stay away, stay away from caves. That's all I'm saying. You don't have to be rescued from a cave if you never go in a cave. Am I wrong? No. All right, then. No. You don't just accidentally find yourself in a cave. Like, you went there for that reason. Unless you're chased by a large feline. Stay out of places where there are large felines. And that's still your decision. That's a, a chain of events that led you to that, that started with a decision. Some people live in, like, around caves. Move. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Sorry, sorry. So this headline really caught my eye because it starts off with my favorite word, dog. Dog. I just love dogs. Dog rescued after being lost in Missouri cave for up to two months. There's no large felines in Missouri, by the way. That's not true. Okay, well, none big enough to chase you into a cave. There are mountain lions around. I'm going to Google I'd it. I'd fight a mountain lion. You would fight a mountain lion. I mean, I wouldn't go out there and search for one, but if one came bobcats. up on me, I'd fight it. Yeah, bobcats are out there. I'd fight a bobcat for sure. Yeah, but they're like a... Okay, but have you ever gotten into a scuff with your cat? Yes. And you got all clawed Milo up and everything? hates me, yes. Yeah, okay, this thing is bigger. It's but more I ferocious. It's it. got bigger teeth. Look, Milo's eight pounds, and I can easily take her. Yeah, A bobcat's like 20... 25 pounds, 
Okay, so a, a, I could take a bobcat. A cat for the sure. size of your kid, for sure. No. Yes, bro. I could take my kid easily. I can take a cat easily. Yeah, of a cat the size of my kid, I could easily take. Uh-huh. A mountain lion would be a little more struggle, but I think I could do it. Mm, okay. Anyway. Sorry. Um, team of spelunkers. They can weigh up to 40 pounds, by the way. Bobcats? And their top speed is 34 miles per hour. Okay. And you can't climb a tree because they'll just follow you up. There. I'm not running away from a bobcat. That's what I was just saying, though. I don't have to worry about speed. <laughs> just Sorry, punch continue. it in its stupid He's going to run up on a bobcat. <laughs> Just okay, anyways, back just to like the that dog. 10-foot duck, you got to get behind it and choke it out. <laughs> um, a team of spelunkers, which are cave divers, working to map a Missouri cave, ended up rescuing a dog that may have been lost underground for up to two months. Oh, poor puppy. Uh, Rick Haley and Jerry Keene, who led the team working to map the Barome Moore Cave for the Cave Research Foundation, said they encountered the lost canine about 200 feet inside the main passage Whoa. of the cave, located north of Perrysville, which... Are all Missouri places, I guess. I, I guess, yeah. I don't know. Uh, the caving team, which sounds like an awful thing to be a part of, by the way, mm. who were alerted to the presence of the dog by firefighters who had been contacted by another group of cavers. So cavers told the fire department who told these other cavers. Just imagine that phone line. Yeah, like, hey, yeah. we found a dog. Oh, cool. What do you want us to do about it? Yeah. I don't know. Tell somebody. But you guys are cavers. Like, <laughs> that's what you do. You get the there. dog. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we don't. We don't want to do it. All right, we'll we'll get this other group of cavers. Um, sorry, firefighters who had been contacted by another group of cavers used a duffel bag and blankets to protect the dog during the difficult climb out of the cave. Oh, it's really sweet. They put it put it in a bag, you know, protect yeah. it, keep it safe. Haley said in a Facebook post that the rescue was a very tight, awkward vertical climb. Handing her hand to hand upward toward the surface, mm. like a little chain of people just passing this dog up. Wow. I would have loved to have been part of that, even if it means going in a cave to save a dog. Mm. The dog, who was malnourished but uninjured, was identified as Abby, a canine that had been missing since June 9th, meaning she might have been lost in the cave for two months. Wow. Haley said he found paw prints near the cave entrance to a 12 foot deep pit, indicating that it was likely where Abby ended up underground. Burrow Moore is the second largest cave in Missouri, and it is believed by the Missouri Caves and Karst Cons- Conservancy, Conservancy. There we go. To be about twenty-one miles long, so mm-hmm. the odds of finding this dog are just like astronomical as is. How I just, and unharmed? How'd the dog get there? Like it, who's living? It was in like a, you said. Who's it, living near these caves? Probably chasing it was a mouse or something in a pit, and it like tried to get out of the pit, climbed into the cave instead of like out to safety, and then got stuck in the cave. Well, I think it Either would that probably or the have not been able to get really out of the 12-foot deep pit and probably just found a hole that led you further. That's yeah. yeah. I mean, dogs are like, look, love dog, but they're not always the smartest things around. They're not. And so... Some dogs are really bright. Yeah. I'm guessing Abby wasn't. <laughs> but she's I feel like every dog I've cute. ever known named Abby has never <laughs> been an intelligent dog. Just a big... Beautiful, dumb, <laughs> dumb dog. Or they're usually like a terrier of some kind that's really thick, sausage-like, with a <laughs> tiny head. Even if they're not small terriers that are sausage-like, they're sausage-like. Yeah. Dogs. <laughs> they're they're bigums. For, for whatever breed bigums. they are, they're bigums. <laughs> All right, Harley, what's yours? Okay. Your story. So mine is seventeen-year-old Deasia Taylor invented a new type of suture to change color when a wound is infected. Oh, interesting. So she's from Iowa, and she won several regional science fairs in the state and then eventually advanced to the national stage at the i think it's pronounced regeneron 
Regeneron. Regeneron. Uh, Science Talent Search, which is the country's oldest and most prestigious science and math competition for high school seniors. It's pretty neat. So, the way she did this is through beet juice. Of course. The one use beets have. Yeah. Yeah. Because beets are disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) And so she found that the root had the perfect dye for her invention, which is suture thread that changes color from bright red to dark purple um, when a surgical wound becomes infected. Hmm. And so healthy human skin is naturally acidic um, with a pH around five. But when a wound becomes infected, the pH can go up to about nine. And so changes in pH can be detected without electronics. Many fruits and vegetables are natural indicators that change color at different pH levels. So she found that um, beet juice does that exact thing. So she said that I found that beets change color at the perfect pH point, which is nine. And um, bright red beet juice turns dark purple. That is so cool. Very cool. So, And then you can tell that there's photos like on the actual article and shows that over a few days, like the more infected it gets, it starts turning a gray color as well. So you can't miss the fact that it's like, yeah. Infected. Yeah, you just got to keep an eye on your sutures and you're fine. Yeah. And so that's super yeah. cool. Oh, really, really yeah. creative. 17. I, lo- I love Gen Z. I mean, these guys. They're I know. Cool, and what's crazier is she wants to go on to be like a lawyer. And I'm like, dude, you just created this incredible, <laughs> like, science, like, scientific medical, like, invention. Yeah. You're like, yeah, law. <laughs> get into I it. I mean, maybe she wants to get a law degree and then. Also you get a PhD and be a doctor and be a doctor. Change of the medical law field. Well, this is true, but you can also be Me- a law medical lawyer. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that's what she wants to do. Like I don't know. Ted from uh, Scrubs, but better. Mm, yeah. Mm, very good. He was Ted, an awful lawyer. You're horrible. Yeah. Oh yikes. Um, but Why she do you only also have wants a to happy get a happy face button and a gun in your bag. Well, one is in case I get sad. The other one's in case I get really sad. <laughs> oh. Jim, what you got for us? All right, we're moving out of the Midwest and going all the way to Europe, where a Polish museum asks visitors to stop having sex on its premises. Fantastic. <laughs> I've got to do that, too, sometimes. <laughs> all right, so according to... <laughs> What's funnier is, like, I am Polish, so I'm very oh, intrigued. Oh, like, all right. What's going on in my... Let's see what the your people old are country. doing. <laughs> the old country. The old country. Uh, let's see, see what Aunt Jemima is doing. <laughs> All right. According to notes from Poland.com, Fort Gerard, part of the 19th century former Prussian fortress in, can't pronounce that word, uh, we'll call it Swin, close to the border with Germany in northwest Poland, says that several pairs of l- lovers have been caught in fragilent well, flagrant, flagrant, excuse me, I couldn't read that for a second. Flagrant. Fla- flagrant. <laughs> Woo! Uh, f- flagrant this summer on the recently upgraded high-quality CCTV system. Oh, uh, quote, and your kind HD. Yes. That's crazy, 4K. Quote, our guests are kindly requested, how can we put it, to Ars Amandi, which means the art of love, in the museum. No Ars Amandi, no art of love, in the museum, please. Fort Gerard uh, wrote in a Facebook post, for some time the museum has been equipped with cameras and if they could talk. So this has been happening for a long time. They just now are seeing it in 4K. Yes. Yeah. Like at first, Why? I guess it was like blurry blobs. I'm not sure what's going on, but now it's 4K quality. You're like, oh, that's, that's, yeah, that's some that stuff. That blurry <laughs> blob is back again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get some new cameras. We see if we can figure it out. Oh, God. <laughs> no. No. So that's what like everyone's attracted to that corner for. Yeah. <laughs> this reminds me of when I worked at the movie theater and you know, like, like you would know the instance, like a couple walked in the movie theater, like, yeah, they're going to try to do something. Mm. Like, you just kind of know. Yeah. I'm sure these gu- these guards are like, 
Guys, Fuck, it's just, happening again. <laughs> Museum's don't. closed today, guys. <laughs> just, no. Like, but oh, those but people I are walking in. People. Yeah, but you're not allowed. <laughs> yeah. We're closed. We're at capacity. Sorry. You just missed it by one minute. Sorry. Sorry. Just <laughs> missed it. Uh, so, yeah. Um, the museum noted that its recordings are checked before being deleted. It suggested that visitors unable to keep their passions in check could head for the pl- uh, plentiful deserted beaches in the vicinity as a more suitable location. I mean, hey, I mean... Kudos to these guys. Oh, we're not saying you got to go home. You just got to get out of here. You just can't stay here. Okay. There's a perfectly fine beach down there. Just go down there. I just think the fact that, like, it's so, I mean, it's obviously not fine. But, like, the fact that they're not tripping over people doing, like, like having sex in public. Yeah. While in, like, America, you can become, um, what's it call it? Sex a offender. Yeah, sex you offender. can become a sex offender. It's mind-boggling to me. Right. And they're just like, ah. No, but you can go over there. Like, I'm really happy for you, but let's uh, let's, let's move it along. It <laughs> I look, do what you want to do, man. I get it. I understand the art is inspirational. <laughs> look, your oh, partner please. is hot. That's fine. I get it. Just we have 4K cameras, and I don't <laughs> I don't want to have to explain that to my boss. Yeah. There's a beach right over there. Nobody else goes to. Try it there. Here, take my towel. Take <laughs> <laughs> my towel. <laughs> Yeah, that's all I got, guys. Yeah, all right. Can. Well, interesting story, I guess. Um, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, I might have to check out this museum. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to head to a short break <laughs> before my wife calls me and yells at me for saying weird things. <laughs> <laughs> Stick around. We'll be back in a second. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are here today to discuss one of my favorite topics of discussion, the end of the world. Explosion! Welcome back, explosion! Men. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Um, So, quick note, as of late, we've noticed that a lot of our non-interview episodes have become episodes just revolving around our favorites. Yeah, Chris. Some of the subjects, which, you know, it's fine. We can talk about whatever we want. It's our podcast. I know. If you don't like it, please listen to it anyway. (laughs) Um, So, from now on, we actually want to find a little more detail and actually take those deep dives that we've been talking about taking. Yeah. Yeah. Deeper understanding. Deeper understanding. Uh, bring some new insight to the table. So while we're providing some research and specifics of the subject, we will, of course, still be keeping some of the fun of the what-ifs, ideas, dialogues, the things you guys know and love us Yeah, for. all the shits and giggles. Yeah. Yo! Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know if that was like a, a combination of Ariana Grande and Lil John. <laughs> yeah! Okay. Okay. Oh, my God. All right, let's dive right on in with some of the research that Tim did and put our names on. Yeah. <laughs> like a high school project. This is plagiarism at its finest. Uh, um, so I'll be talking about, I think you pronounce it etymology, yes. which is basically that's just what, like what the, kids are saying these the days. words <laughs> yeah. and like the meanings of the words and the things, why they why they exist. I, mean, I don't know about you, but like I like to think about that kind of stuff. Like 
because we you've use, always been big into that though. I know, but we like we use language all the time, and so the fact that we don't know where th- our words come from, mm. it has purpose to it, and like how we got because it actually have huge th- historical significance because the way we use certain words or don't use certain words often is implicated based on especially racial um, issues. Mm. Not this right. case, but a lot of cases. Yeah, fair enough. So the first word that pertains to like end of the world stuff we, that we think of is apocalypse. Um, and so like the Christian end of the world story is part of um, the revelation in John of Patmos's book, Apocalypsis. I think it's, I'm going to butcher all of this. Please bear <laughs> with me. Um, and then feel free anyone to chime in whenever. Um, and so that was like rendered in like 1050. And then it just gradually changed to like apocalypse, like the actual spelling in 1230, and then revelation by Wycliffe. Wait, I think it's John Wycliffe, yeah, if I'm so. correct, um, in 1380. But its general sense in Middle English was like insight, vision, or like the hallucination. Um, so the meaning of a cataclysmic event is more modern. Yeah. Um, that wasn't actually seen in the Oxford English Dictionary until um, 1989. Isn't that wild? Yeah, that's kind of crazy. It's insane to think about things like that. To think that a lot of yeah. words are not there until recently. Like, but that's you, you uh, think whatever. they're so much <laughs> older than they are. Right. And but just because, nah. yeah. Um, apocalypticism is the belief in an imminent and um, end of the present world, and that's from um, 1858. Um, so basically, it kind of starts from if you break down the actual word, apo is Greek, which means uh, like to un or like undo, um, and then <laughs> bear with me, um, kaleptine is like the ending of the word, which is also Greek, which means to cover. So put it together. Obviously, that means uncover. Um, and then that translates into apocalypsis, not spelled in the modern day, um, but eventually after um, some like, you know, obviously Christian, middle, like old English, um, old French and Latin is how we got the modern word of apocalypse. Well, so the next word is Armageddon. Um so this is according to... I'll m- take this one. So uh, this was an astonishing movie with Bruce Willis. <laughs> where there was a meteor. And I was like, oh, I mean, go ahead. There's a lot of words on here. Um, I don't want to close my eyes. Wow. Yeah, that movie. Killer soundtrack. What was uh, the actress's name? Because um, like, that was some like... That was some awakening stuff. Um, <laughs> that was some sexual awakening. <laughs> uh, what, what was it? it was, she was uh, she was uh, from uh, Lord of the Rings. Um, Liv Tyler. Yeah, yeah. I was like Gwyneth Paltrow. No, no. I don't know why Gwyneth I'm thinking Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. I don't know why that was the person I was thinking, but no. Yeah, Liv Tyler. All right. Hello, dear. <laughs> okay, so the next word when it comes to like end of the world is Armageddon. Um, so, <laughs> etymologically. Maybe think that's correct. <laughs> Armageddon is a great and final conflict of truly biblical proportions. Uh, see what they did there. Um, <laughs> mm. um, the name is referenced in Revelation sixteen sixteen, which mentions demons gathering up kings and their armies for the ultimate battle between good and evil at the end of the world to the place in the Hebrew tongue called Armageddon. Um, scholars take this Armageddon to be the um, to be from the Hebrew Har Megiddon. Um, Megiddon, sure. um, or Mount Megiddon, a site of important battles for ancient Israelites in central Palestine. 
um, romantic poet Percy. Mm, that looks like Bish to me. It sure does. <laughs> <laughs> Percy Bysh, um, yeah. Shelley, gets credit for the earliest figurative use of Armageddon in an 1811 letter. Again. Which is like, still yeah, super recent. Yeah. Um, the next word is cataclysm, which um, when we think of Armageddon as the ending of um, the world and like fire and fury, um, usually a cataclysm cataclysm yeah you said cataclysm. It. cool uh literally ushers in a watery demise mm. um so instead of like everything burning up and fire and falling apart it's like ooh, washing away like the ark yeah, but yeah that's exactly. what i think of um so it comes from the ancient greek cataclysmos and that's the greek spelling for it that's crazy um which also means a deluge mm. a deluge 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 you're a deluge Whoa. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> the word joins the prefix kata and then um, klizen, um, which is like wash, um, to be washed like a wave. Um, in English, cataclysm first appears as a metaphor for great upheaval, cataclysms of blood in a 1633 play. Whoa. A few years later, we have evidence for cataclysm in its own etymological. Etymological. Thank you. Sense of a great flood, especially in reference to Noah and... There you go. Cool. <laughs> 12 that again? And yeah. last but certainly not least, <laughs> this is a lot of information, not just for you guys, but for me. We're, all, we're all learning something Wait, here. literally, <laughs> literally. Um, and then last but certainly not least, there's Doomsday, which I always think of... Um, I feel like I heard that a lot as a kid for some reason, um, instead of things like Apocalypse or... Um, like Armageddon, I heard like doomsday and that always freaked me out. Cause I thought of like bombs instantly. I think it's cause it sounds like, like boom. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So my brain was like, Oh, we're going to all die in war. Um, I mean, that's probably how we're going out. Truthfully. Yeah. Isn't it, isn't it called the doomsday clock? Isn't that what that's ah, called? Yeah, yeah. I remember learning about that. And too. right now we're at like 1159 and 30 seconds. <laughs> um, so doomsday is found in old english gospels as domesday um referring to judgment day or literally a day of judgment blah 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 blah. um when some christians believe god will judge all of humanity at the end of the world um the old english dom variously named a statue decision or sentence especially a condemnatory or punitive one um but it's doomsday associations push doom towards its general sense of death and destruction you know, you know, like culturally speaking, there's a lot of also like just other references. Like you have Doomsday, which is a Superman uh, villain, and then you have right. Doom, the video game. That, yeah, that, I think that's what I associate Doctor it most Doom. with. Doctor Doom. Yeah, interesting. I, I think of the video game, and I just remember it being hell, mm-hmm. and I was like, ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly what it was. Yeah, right it scared me as a child. Uh, fun fact: We are a hundred seconds from midnight as of January twentieth this year. Fun. So. There you go. (laughs) Anyways. Okay. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Moving on. Um, All right. So, uh, Chris, we're talking about ancient ones. Yes. So, examples of all the things that I just named. Yeah. So, obviously, there's a, like, like, there's a plethora of ones that we could talk about. My top two favorite ones, because I lived through them, are 2012 (laughs) and the uh, Y2K. Y2K. I did not live through. Oh, I guess I sort of did, but, like, I was a baby, so I really didn't have any concept of it. Uh, You would have been fine. I remember hearing, like, rumors and stuff about it. Or dead. I would have been dead. I would have been like, oh, I have no concept of this. (laughs) (laughs) It is what it is. 
so, Chris, let's talk about three of them. Let's, and I'd like you to start, my good sir, with number three. All right. So, number three, and I, I guess we're just working our way up. Yeah. Is there any ranking system? Not at all. These are just like, this is the first there one. There is you, no ranking. Okay. This is the third one you picked. Yeah. All right. So, the Halpi in North America, Native Americans, believe that the world is cyclical, uh, which is in a cycle, and has succumbed to catastrophes three times before. Uh, due to people's disregard for the planet and its creator. So we are in the fourth world at the moment, the mm. fourth age of man, if I may. Um, uh. The first time the world ended was due to fire. Second time was because of ice. Third time, a flood caused it. Hmm. Do you think this is where uh, uh, Tolkien got the idea for the ages and, and stuff in Lord of the Rings? I do not think that at all, but it is interesting that it could relate that way. Huh. Tolkien is very focused on England. Well, I know that, but like he's obviously bringing in mythical, like you know, yeah, but part- not from the natives. Well, no, I'm not talking about just like this tribe or anything. I just meant like in general, like because it's not just with this with this group of people; it's also with other civilizations. Yeah, true. I don't know. I think it's really interesting that a lot of like civilizations that have no contact with each other mm-hmm. have very similar mythology. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like that's some food for thought. Yes, yeah, so, I don't know if that's like <laughs> celestial something or if it's just like human psychology or what the deal is. Aliens. But it's aliens. <laughs> aliens. That's my favorite video on YouTube. Um, so. We are in the fourth age at the moment. The first time the world ended, like I said, fire, then ice, then flood. It's pretty insane to think about. In 1958, White Feather, a Halpy spiritual leader of the Bear Clan, revealed the nine signs of the end of the fourth world, knowledge that had been passed down from his ancestors. The signs were that white-skinned people with thunder sticks would mm. take their land. Holy which, shit. Boom. Okay. Right there, it happened. <laughs> cool. Uh, spinning wheels with voices and longhorned buffalo-like creatures would appear. Also happening. Iron snakes would spread. Trains. Huge spider web would cover the country. I mean... Roads? Roads, sidewalks, whatever you want to call it. Uh, stone rivers creating mirages would cover up Hopi land. Hopi land, sorry. Uh, the sea would turn black and all life in it would die. So we we're like one away. From we're damn near <laughs> close. Um, close Long haired people would go to Hopi land to learn their traditions, which is happening now. Um, and in the 70s, hippies. And a blue star would fall from the sky with a spirit messenger who would take off his mask during a sacred dance, ending all healthy traditional practices. So aliens. Mm. Or something. I don't know. Maybe it's just a movie. Or it's an airplane. <laughs> Maybe both. Could be a movie about aliens. There you go. Maybe he just saw the future. You ever think about that? Like people that are prophesying things, like they're seeing the future 100%, but they're just seeing like a movie. <laughs> a movie from the future. They just don't understand. <laughs> like somebody's like, a giant meteor is coming. Like, bro, that's just the plot of Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not actually happening. You just, you came to the future and you watched a movie. Like, they don't know what they're seeing. Like, yeah. it could be that. Who knows? Oh, man. Um, following these signs, the world would end in a series of calamities such as earthquakes, floods, famine, you know, the whole usual thing. Uh, those living on Happy Land would be safe and see the rebirth of the fifth world, though. Mm. So my goal in life now is to figure out where that land is and right. buy property. Make it to the fifth. Interesting. Actually, I don't, I don't know if I want to survive. <laughs> I think I'm on this Gen Z train lately, like... <laughs> I don't want to die, but I also don't want to be here for like an ap- uh, an apocalypse. Yeah, like I don't I don't think it's worth trying to survive. Like if I know it'll be quick, 
I think I might just take the L. <laughs> oh my gosh. Take the L. All right. Uh, here's another one. This is the Buddhist end of times, which, by the way, I didn't know they had one. I, so I knew that, um, but I don't know a lot about it. Right. Um, okay. So, again, like Harley, forgive any um, lapse of um, language here, uh, knowing how to pronounce anything. The Buddhist version of the end of times is the most relaxed one and does not involve the world being destroyed. Yeah. It is predicted that at some point people will start to forget the teachings of the Buddha. Oh. They will stop following the 10 wholesome courses of conduct and start following the unwholesome ones with uh, acts such as murder and theft. People will stop displaying compassion in the teachings of the uh, Dharma, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and will be forgotten. However, a new Buddha, a ooh, um, Maitreya, Maitreya yeah, Buddha, will be reborn and show people the path to Nirvana. Currently, he lives in Tusita, Tusita heaven, waiting to be born into our world. I like that one a little bit. More. I like that. Yeah, I do, but I nice. feel like even then, if people start forgetting all the Buddhist principles, then regardless, I mean, are we, it's aren't not going to be peaceful. Oh, no, it's definitely not, but it's not going to be the end of the planet. It'll just be the end of humanity. Oh. <laughs> Which cool. somehow to me is a lot more calming. Yeah, like, at least, at least you know, at least like though. Like, if all of us get wiped out, sure. Just as long as, like, you know, the but planet. Like, Agatha yeah. will be fine. Yeah, she'll be right. fine. She'll find a mouse. And Probably. She'll find another partner and, you know, have little kittens and stuff. It'll be great. Yeah. It's like that. TV show. No, if no. that's what she wants. It's like the <laughs> game like Stray. Wants. You guys played Stray yet? No, I've heard about it. I need to. So I downloaded it. Ah! I have it. Y'all are more than welcome to come play it at any yes. time. But basically, you're just a cat. It, it's a cat simulator. With robots. But it's an end of the world, like post apocalyptic survival situation yeah, yeah. where you're just like roaming this world with robots and no people. It's pretty cool. Ah! I'm down. I love it. Yeah. All right, Chris, take the last one. Yeah, so the last one is the Aztec. Here it is. Uh, end of the world, which, you know, a lot of people are like, 2012, that's the end of the, the calendar. Wasn't that Mayan? I don't know. I never listened to it anyway. Okay. But, yeah, <laughs> there you go. 2012 was supposed to happen. It didn't, so yeah. it is what it is. Uh, the Aztecs believed that four worlds had already existed. See, this is what that's I'm what I'm about. saying. That's what, what I'm talking about. And been destroyed by the gods Tezcatlipoca and Quetzalcoatl. This is actually why I gave you the first and the third. <laughs> because you're racist. Got it. Wow. <laughs> no, because I have an easier time pronouncing these words. Because you're better than me, Chris. <laughs> so they were thus living in the fifth world. In the first world, um, I'll try this again. <laughs> Tezcatlipoca had turned himself into the sun. That's cool. But when Quetzalcoatl knocked him out of the sky with a club, he got mad and made jaguars eat all the humans. Mm. Bro, that's intense. That is. That's a good... I like that story. I'm mad at you for knocking me out of the sky. So screw all of these So I'll kill all of them. (laughs) Yeah. It's like Greek mythology. (laughs) Uh, Two gods create... The two gods created a new world, but when the people stopped being religious, they turned them into monkeys. Which I guess that makes sense. Uh, Quetzalcoatl had enjoyed how sinful they had become, so he got angry about their fate and killed them all with a hurricane. Wow. What? Like, could you imagine getting turned into a monkey and then murdered by a hurricane? (laughs) Yeah, because he's like, "Mm, yeah, I kind of really like that, but you changed him, so I'm just going to wipe him out. Don't think they should exist anymore. I don't like that. You know, I enjoy being a human, but... Being a monkey is pretty chill, too. I mean, yeah. I, I can eat fruit and bugs and, you oh, still have my a God, thumbs. what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> Done. That's intense. Um, I yeah. love how they went back to being friends, though. 
after the first world and they're like ah, i mean I'm if you're bored let's go let's make yeah. another yeah. one yeah. if you're an immortal god and there's like maybe like 10 other people you can hang out with like you, you gotta see just, just give it a few well, millennia they, you'll get over it can you yeah. imagine they're like shit they're frenemies I, dog, i'm kind of bored they're frenemies He's like yeah, me too. <laughs> Bro, you just want to fight? <laughs> yeah, why not? Let's go outside. See, we can destroy the next one. <laughs> In the next two worlds, uh, the gods Tealoc and this one. Ooh, man. Shall. Chow Chiu Tilku. Chow Chiu Tilku. We're tricked by Tezcatlipoca into destroying them using fire and floods. The wow. fifth one that we are still living in was believed that it would be destroyed by earthquakes. Wow. You know, this makes me really excited for um, the new Black Panther movie because the Namor character is going to be played not in, like, this Mediterranean Atlantis, but it's going to be more based in yeah, uh, Central America. Yeah, and I'm excited to hear, like, all the culture and the language and stuff. It makes me excited mm. about it. I'm pretty pumped. Man, obviously, I didn't. I didn't include a lot of the like the crazy religious ones because we kind of already know about them. But just like hearing all these different stories and seeing some of the similarities and hearing like just it's crazy stuff. One of my favorites is um, from Parks and Rec. That guy, yes. that, like he reserved the park yes. for the end of the world. Wait, wait, hey, or he wanted he wanted to reserve the park for the end of the world. Here's how it goes. And Leslie Nope was just like, "Oh, I'm sorry, the parks parks taken for that day." Oh wait, I'm I'm sorry. I, I must have had the wrong. Is is the the twelfth okay? Uh, the twelfth is open. The end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just like that's the day the world ends. The twelfth. I was mistaken. Yeah, yeah. It's the 12th. <laughs> that's pretty great. Man, do you remember growing up, uh, just hearing about all like the prophecies about like when the actual days would be? Like mm-hmm. it was it was Y two K. It was um, something to do with. Bush or Osama bin Laden or one of those things. I saw a TikToker recently that grew up like very similarly similarly to us, the evangelical world, and her thought process behind the end of the world was nobody knows the time or day. So to prevent it, every morning she would wake up and in the mirror say, today's the day the world ends. That way, like, since nobody would know the time or day that it's going to happen, if she is confident that that's the day it's going to happen, it's not going to happen that day. So for like 12 years, oh. she single-handedly prevented the oh end of the God. world. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to it, please. <laughs> we need to keep her alive. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, she was like, yeah, I don't do that anymore. I'm like, and you see what's happening? <laughs> you should start doing that. Oh, this is your man. job. It's the only job you have. You had one job. <laughs> All right. I think um, let, let's discuss a little bit about what we think might actually happen. Let's, yes. let's get into some of the meaningful conversations. The real, more real world scenarios. Mm. I don't know. I mean, for for a long time, the nuclear fallout always seemed very unlikely because it's like you're you're basically killing the world, like both the world itself, but also just humanity in general. Yeah, they don't care though. The people in charge do not care. <sighs> Trump was literally selling the nuclear codes yeah, to Saudi Arabia, I, and I'm just yeah. As more more times gone by, I'm just like, you know what? These idiots probably would. They 100% would. Well, I've got a shelter. I'll be fine. Right. They don't care. They yeah, don't care about anybody else. But then I think, else. like, would it even be worth it to live after that? Well, that's my, that's my point. It's nothing to do with, it's pure idiocracy. Yeah. That's all it's it just is. power. 100%. They, they are not thinking that far ahead. They yeah. would rather be a king of the f- three people than. Yeah. Yeah. 
than be somebody moderately powerful in a world where everyone has their own the right to live, yeah. basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Be king of the bone pile. I think mine, um, a realistic one for me would be bio. Oh. Biohazard type deal. Yeah. Just because like we have a pandemic s- or like intentional biological warfare. Per- I think probably I mean, either warfare. Way. I mean, th- but obviously a pandemic can lead to that. Yeah. But um. But see, the, even that it's still dangerous within itself because how do you stop that from spreading to certain like everywhere, like the whole world, like your own population? So like if it's like if it's you know North Korea trying to kill us, like eventually it's going to get back to them. I mean, yeah, probably. But at the end of the day, it's a power thing. Yeah. Again, they care more about same themselves. As, same as the true. nukes. They, they're they not thinking that far ahead. They don't care. It's true. Yeah. But I think that would be more realistic just because I, I feel like the immune systems we have as like a world is just not great. I'm thinking right. I'm thinking climate change is going to get us. You know? Yeah. I don't think it's going to actually end the world. From what I've been reading from scientists, it's like it's not going to end the world, but it's going to screw us up. It's, it's going to do some damage. It's going to that population down. Yeah. I saw like, this it's going to set us back. Right. Yeah. I saw a TikTok that was talking about, I'll have to send it to you guys, but um, basically it was like this girl trying to explain like what climate change is and that um, this group in like Europe or whatever decided in like, you know, 2012 that the, that the climate of the globe is like increasing by like Mm -hmm. one degree or like one and a half degrees. And um, it has already done so. And that probably by 2030, it will go up to that one and a half degrees. And then a lot of people get into like the whole thing of like, what is climate versus weather? Mm. But like weather is obviously more like temporary, but then you notice the significant changes. Like each summer it's getting hotter or like each winter it's either getting colder. Like Texas has froze over, you know what I mean? And so the extremes are getting more extreme. Yes. And, um, she was just explaining like in a very simple way, and it wasn't, like, aggressive by any means. Like, it was her pretty much having a conversation with herself what it means for the the climate of the world to increase mm-hmm. by one and a half degrees. Um, but that it would probably be worth it to, you know, not let that happen. Yeah. yeah. And start trying to. You guys ever played uh, Horizon Zero Dawn? No, but I know what it is. So that's a pretty cool I think very realistic way of looking at it because it's like the whole thing is brought on by this technological advancing society, much like ours, um, where everything is based on fossil fuels and eventually like the planet gets to a point where it cannot sustain human life anymore. So they have to terraform the whole planet again, which is going to take centuries. Yeah. So they come up with this program of like um, these robots that are supposed to help terraform the planet, make it livable for humans again. Mm -hmm. While most humans are living in these like colonies that are underground or inside mountains or whatever have you. And they're supposed to be raised and trained by the people that are currently living as they age and die. The new generation trains the younger generation until it's finally safe for them to reemerge and come back out and start life again. Mm. And obviously everything goes wrong. Because yeah. a video game w- right. wouldn't exist without something being a problem, um, but it works out pretty cool, and I think that's very similar to how the world is going to end: mm. man-made climate change, or not the world, but like society. Yeah, yeah. If if you know, worst case scenarios, you're you're gonna you're gonna reduce coastlines are gonna go back, and that's gonna be. Like, I mean, that's where like what like ninety eight percent of the population lives. Around yeah. the world is around coastlines. Yep. So that's going to drastically change just everything. So, yeah. 
That's like the biggest drawback for me wanting to live in Rotan. Like it's mm-hmm. an island. Yeah. And while my family property is on top of a hill. How tall is that hill? <laughs> is, it, is it tall enough to save my life? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. And I don't think it is because the ocean is walking distance. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah but, you know, it is what it is. Um, so I think, yeah, those are probably some very likely scenarios. Nuclear, Holocaust, um, biological warfare, or climate change. Those are probably the three most likely, actually. Yeah. Um, but let's let's get into this. What do you think would be more difficult to survive? Nuclear fallout or a zombie apocalypse? It depends, like, on the type of zombies, one. Yeah. A hundred percent. If it's anything like, um, what's that one with Brad Pitt? World War Z. Oh, yeah, yeah we're if done. If it's anything like that, <laughs> no thanks, I'll die. No, I got diabetes, I'm safe. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, because the way that, it, it's yeah. a terminal illness, technically, so, like, the way that you're safe <laughs> is you have a terminal illness. So, as long as I let my blood sugar be, like, 200 and plus for any time I'm going outside, I'm good. <laughs> They're just going to walk right by me. You think people with AIDS would survive? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. <gasps> Not AIDS, saying we should do tuberculosis, that. Tuberculosis. <laughs> but it is manageable. In order to survive. Yeah. All you got to do is take a pill. But, yeah. I mean, you have to be un... If you're taking the pill, they make you untraceable. So, like, uh-huh. the zombies the zombies would still, like, come yeah. after you. Huh. So, it's got to be, like, cancer or tuberculosis. Right. Diabetes. Something that'll kill you. I wonder if Huntington's would trigger that. The It's the disease that's genetic that you don't know you have it until you know that you or your family has it. Oh, yeah. And Maybe. you could just die randomly. Maybe. That's an interesting thought process. I mean, yeah, if you die Maybe. randomly. I'm thinking, though, like, walking dead zombies, like, the more likely case. I mean, potentially. But see, I don't know if that would be an enjoyable life to live. No. See, that's the thing about The Walking Dead. Like, maybe I'm just never, I mean, obviously we've never been in that situation before, but, like, they're slow. Like, you would think, you, like, you would think an army could take care of it. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just thinking too hard or we're just, like, like we're just not enjoying the fun of it. But it just feels like if that were to happen, I feel like we could handle it. Yeah, I think 100% I could deal with, like, slow zombies. Especially, like, yeah, I don't know. The only, I, know. I always say, like, the only way I'm not surviving a zombie apocalypse if they're the slow zombies is if I'm patient zero. Right. Outside of that, I'll be fine. Mm. <laughs> like, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. We're going to be all right. I mean, at this we point, too, in our society, right. we, we've experienced a lot of things. So it's like, if, if a zombie starts coming back, we're going to know real quick. Yeah, like, patient zero, as soon as they're, like, snapping at people, they may get, like, three or four people before somebody's like, Oh, that's a zombie. Yeah, right. Boom. Right. Mm. Done. Prevented. Yeah, slow zombies, I think Save we the would world. do better. You ever play Fallout? I have, that's what I was going to mention. I have mm-hmm. three different versions of Fallout, and I've not played a single you one of them. Are you kidding me? I've only played that's one. That's my but favorite I have video Fallout games. 3, Fallout 4, and Fallout 76. Four's good. Uh, New Vegas is top tier. I haven't Fallout played any New of Vegas. them. Mm. Um, if that was the case, I don't think... I would want to live. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. It's gnarly. Like, the the creatures that form from, like, nuclear blasts? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> look, no, look, no, look. no, no, no. I no. have a friend that actually used to live, like, 10 miles away from Chernobyl, from the, the fallout mm-hmm. rain of Chernobyl, 
And he can count on one hand like eight different times he's survived. So it'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> you're <Eight>? funny. <laughs> One <you> get it? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. You're funny. Yeah, I think I think if it's the slow zombies, I think we could we have a better chance with that than we do with the nuclear. I would fallout. take fast zombies too, though, because like you can. You talking about you talking about World War Z fast zombies? But then I also think, have you ever played Left 4 Dead? No. Oh yeah. Or um, un, uh, what is it called? The Last of Us. The Last yeah. of Us. Oh, yeah. See, 100%. no. Like fast no. zombies, like The Last of yeah. Us, I could take no. World War Z. No, because they were fast and smart. Yeah. Um, like twenty eight weeks later, no, because they're uh, fast and uh-huh. smart. Uh-huh. Resident Evil, as long as they're like the baseline zombies, sure. But the like higher tier zombies, definitely not. Uh, but if they're like The Last of Us or even The Last of Us had those crazy ones randomly though. Yeah, but they could not like go outside into the light. This so as true. long as you stay away from buildings where a fungus would grow, right, you're fine. Yeah, mm. but so still, that's like, what I'm thinking. Just... I I would rather do the zombies because at bare so minimum too. I get to kill something, and there's still life on Earth. Like, what do you, what do you want me to do? Shoot a nuclear explosion? Right, it's not fun. <laughs> yeah, pew, pew. Uh, yeah. But I think the biggest thing for me was that is the fact that there's still like you can grow stuff mm-hmm. when there's a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, that's a good you point. Can still you can reestablish live. a society, yeah. and you don't have to wait thirty years for the fallout to dissipate. Yes, yes. so. Mm. I would take the zombies. All right. If I wanted to survive. <laughs> Jesus. That, that is the question, didn't it? It is what it is, man. Oh, my gosh. Continue, please. All Make, right. Making this sad on me. <laughs> Welcome to life, Tim. Life <laughs> is sad. Um, <laughs> Especially when it comes to an apocalypse. Yeah, oh, bro. Yeah, this right. is the <laughs> end of the world. <laughs> I guess so. Speaking of which, let's talk about some of our favorite apocalyptic entertainment. Yeah. So, as it was mentioned, The Last of Us, probably. Yeah, the, that's the a good best. one. The yeah. best. It's, a, it's the best game for sure. Oh, I guess I'll still leave it. Yeah, yeah I think I th- I'm trying to think. I'm looking at everything else I, on our I list. I just picked movies. I didn't even think about video games or books or anything like that. Yeah, I think. I didn't think about books. I think of all the games out there, The Last of Us is at least the most beautiful, well-made one. Fallout's definitely fun. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Last of Us is just something special. Pokemon. Sorry? I would say Pokemon is probably one of my favorite apocalyptic situations. I don't know enough about it, so I'm going to take your word for it. Oh, bro, there's this whole theory that, like, Pokemon is our world now, Mm -hmm. just like 100 years in the future. There's a massive war. There's all kinds of nuclear fallout that actually turns our animals into Pokemon and some of our people into Pokemon, and that just becomes, like, the next thing and like, human and animal evolution is Pokemon. Hmm. The world starts to calm down a little bit, and then there's another war that kills off, like, 80% of the male population between the ages of 18 and 35 because you don't see those types of people in the Pokemon world at all. And then Ash Ketchum shows up, like, 300 years from our time period right now. It's an insane theory. I'll show it to you later. <laughs> but it's it's a post-apocalyptic theory. Like, okay. the world almost ends, and then they bring it back from the brink. Huh. Yeah. And the Pokemon world starts. Mm. And so they catch them. Oh, yeah. All right, well, let me, let me go through mine oh, yeah. real quick then, since we're, we're, we're just kind of shooting off the hip here. Uh, there's a book called The Road by Cormac McCarthy. And I first read this when I was a junior in high school. And, my God, it is it is so good. It is... The book is made to where it starts off in like regular 
don't know what's the proper word, grammar and everything. But when you get further and further into it, it starts losing punctuation. It starts losing like certain grammatical yeah. rules of it, and it shows the degradation of is that the right word? De- degradation? Yeah, of just humanity and and of all that. So, yeah, uh, really, really interesting. We talked about The Walking Dead. Right. I mean, it's just if you started it back when it started, it's it's worth it. Mm, yeah, I read the comics before it became a show, so I, I was didn't. really excited for it. I and didn't. I think they took some fun liberties that worked better for the show. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they didn't follow the same exact storylines, and yeah. I think that was a good decision. Not because the comics are bad, but because if you read the comics and then watch the show, you're like, ah, this is lame. Right. But since they like started to split, you're like, okay, now there's a reason for me to watch the show. Yeah. Right. I, I think that was a good decision. Um. So yeah, that's that was. They're actually about to uh, finish out the series. Uh, the book of Finally. Eli. Yeah, I know. Uh, the book of Eli is a movie with um, Denzel Washington. Yeah, Denzel Washington. Is it Mila or Mila Kunis? Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis. Um, looking back at it, it probably wasn't that great of a movie, but I enjoyed Bro, it. What back are you in the talking day. about? That movie is top <laughs> tier to this day. I watched it recently. Did you really? Yeah. Does it still hold up? It holds up. Okay. Well, it's yeah, maybe good. I'm just remembering it wrong, but like, it, it's definitely exaggerative. And you got a what's his name as the villain. Um, Mm, Gary Oldman. Uh, it's it's definitely like this. It wasn't nuclear. I think it was climate actually, um, but it's it looks that way. It looks like a nuclear fallout. Yeah. But essentially, it's kind of like this really cool religious one where he's on this journey to save the Bible, so Spoiler to speak. Alert. Yeah, um, but it's really it's really interesting. Uh, Snowpiercer, that one also really good, high quality. I haven't watched the show yet, but the movie Snowpiercer. I haven't seen the show either. It, uh, but the movie had Chris Evans. Yeah. And- Oh, it is so good. Top tier. Good and stuff. Like movies like Snowpiercer and Train to Busan mostly take place on trains. Mm. You wouldn't think like, oh, this is going to be great. Like, yeah. how how do you have such an involved story with such a small right. space? It's you, so cool. You have to have a really good writing in that kind of space. Oh, yeah. Um, it just, yeah. Uh, another one you kind of mentioned earlier was 28 Days Later. Um, that movie, man, I remember, watching, zombie I, movie. I remember watching that as a kid just being freak the flip out like we got we got to be, be re ready for this like <laughs> yeah, do something about this <laughs> guys why are we not doing something about this uh yeah that that one's a creepy one it's really just it's one of those like it was an indie film i think like it was a really like low budget but it was just yeah, quality stuff it was good and the last one a quiet place um man that movie is just good stuff it's good horror it's well written you don't need a lot of dialogue and uh quality stuff yeah that's what i got I recently watched A Quiet Place too, and that one also holds up. It's good. Like they're both individually good movies. Yeah. So I liked it. Um, for me, I am Legend. No, no, <laughs> no, you, no. <laughs> if you're real, you better tell me right now. <laughs> the mannequin. Oh yeah. man, that killed me. <laughs> Such a great movie. Um, that whole that whole situation where, yeah. and that would be more like Harley's idea of the end of the world. Like that was a a disease that right. basically wiped out almost all of humanity. Mm-hmm. And it was basically just Will Smith trying to cure it for the rest of forever, not yeah. even knowing if there was anybody left to cure. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. Um, Shaun of the Dead, great yeah. comedy based on all of the zombie tropes that everybody loves from uh, yeah. Dawn of the Dead mm-hmm. all the way up to Zombie Land and all of that stuff. So yeah, it's good stuff. Kind of mixing all of that stuff into a British comedy I thought was a great idea. Um, the original War of the Worlds. Movie? 
the radio broadcast. <laughs> this is one of my favorite pieces of media because of the effect it had on real life. Like people would tune in not knowing that it was a radio broadcast of like a, a science fiction show. Right. They thought like aliens novel. were invading. Yeah. They really thought this was happening when they turned on their radios and people were like flipping out. Panicking. Yeah. They were killing themselves. They were robbing their neighbors. They were having a complete meltdown as a society. So they had to like periodically in the middle of the broadcast stop and be like, this is just a story. Everything's fine. It's not really happening. Back to War of the Worlds. <laughs> like, I have those original record or digital versions of the yeah. original recordings. Um, I have it on so I the movie album as well. I have it on vinyl. Very different. Yeah. Very, very different. Uh, but imagine. I do have it on vinyl if you ever want wow. to borrow it. And yeah, that'd be it. fun. It is such a cool piece of media. Yeah. Um, Planet of the Apes. Hey, it's good stuff. I thought that was really... Like, the, the newer ones? The, the movies were, like, kitschy, for sure. The show is definitely kitschy. It's, like, 60s TV show. <laughs> but, but I thought it was a really interesting take on the mm-hmm. end of the world. Like, what would be the next society to pop up after humans yeah. basically screw themselves over and kill most of us? Right. Um, Wally. Wally. We got to talk about it. <laughs> I, I think that's a great it's one. It's incredible. One. I'm, I'm, I'm upset that I didn't think about it at first. Yeah. The, this Wally was top tier Disney movie. Yeah. Right? yeah. Pixar did a really good job top, on that. Top five for sure. And then Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, just talked about it a second ago. I thought that was a beautiful, like visually stunning game. Well written. Interesting characters. It's just all around a good game. Cool. Haven't played the new one yet because that's for PS5, but. I'll get one eventually. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah. um, also, honorable mention, there's a YouTube video from like our middle school days called End of Z World. I don't know if you remember this. Maybe. Okay. So, oh, here's yep. the Earth. Yep, yep. Killing <laughs> That's all you had to do. Dang, you got that sweet Earth, you might say. Wow. <laughs> Ruling out the ice caves melting, meteors becoming crashed into us, the sun exploding, and the ozone leaving. We're definitely going to blow ourselves up. <laughs> yeah. I got that whole Incredible. thing like YouTube right up was here. wild back and then. And what's insane, I haven't watched it since then. I just still remember the whole video. Is that impactful? But uh, I am retired. We'll have a nap. <laughs> Zen fires and missiles. <laughs> that's it. That, that was that's what I got. Enjoy that. Thank you. About that time, uh, eh, chaps? <laughs> Righto. <laughs> oh, so that, that whole I'll show it to you later. Okay, later. cool. Um, okay, so mine are, I'm not going to name all of them since we already named some of them, like the video games and whatnot. Um, Men in Black. Does this qualify? It does. I think so. Because in each movie, it is the potential end of the world with the aliens. But they don't actually, it doesn't actually happen. I mean, true, but. I mean, if we're including almost apocalypses, that changes my entire list. Yeah. No, that's what he's saying. Like, he didn't include almost apocalypses. Oh. It has to actually be an apocalypse. Oh, I guess. Sorry. I'll allow it. Keep going, keep going. I mean, I feel like... I'm just fighting just to fight. Men in Black is good. I'll allow it. I just recently (laughs) watched, like, all three of them, and I watched the third one, and that one was, like, the closest one to, like, being the end of the world. There's four. Whoa. Is there really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The fourth one is Chris Chris, Hemsworth and Tessa... From Thor. Oh, yeah. What is her last name? That is new. Okay, well, I'm going to put specifically the third one, because that's the one I think of. Um, and it was like genuinely almost end of the world. That's close because it was like the light is Arthur or whatever it was. <laughs> cool. Um, and then they, but they talked about what was going to happen if they had gotten right. the light, and right. it was like everyone yeah. will die. 
it'll be the end of humanity. It ended a lot so, of worlds. Not ours, but it ended a lot of worlds. All right, there you go. You right. get away with it. Yeah, thank I'll you. Allow it. <clears throat> Next one is Zombieland. Great oh, stuff. Great one. Yeah. Um, just a hilarious version of like if zombies were to, you know, exist in Rome and I work, find with, a, I yeah. work with a guy that sounds just like Jesse Eisenberg in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so yesterday we were at the meeting afterwards, we were just kinda hanging out and one of my other coworkers pointed it out and I was like, Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> so we're like feeding him lines to say <laughs> <laughs> We're like, Talk about Bill Murray. No, I I don't I don't wanna do that. That's not safe. <laughs> <laughs> what are your rules for survival? I'm not playing this game, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, my third one is Warm Bodies. That came out in... That's, that's a rom-com, right? Yeah. It's a Zom rom-com. Zom, Zom rom-com. Um, and so that was really cool, I guess. Uh, 2012, obviously. Yeah. That was crazy. <laughs> I was like freaking, I don't know, nine when that came out. Mm-hmm. Or like 10. Because it came out before 2012, I think. Or did it come out after 2012? I think it I came out the year. I think did it, it really? Year. I think so. I think they planned it out that way. You have a computer. Look it up. I mean, yeah. Because I wanted to assume that was the case, but I wasn't for sure. Is right. it 2009? Was it really? Yeah. So oh, I was weird. nine. Yeah. Because they prepared us for it, you know. I was Do you think they actually built those ships? The giant cruise liners or whatever? You know someone out there is. Ooh. I know I'm going to get one if I ever win the lottery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My multi multi millions of dollars will be going not to investments and (laughs) protecting the world, but just building a big enough boat. Just a big boat. Just a big boat. Where are you going to store the big boat? In a mountain. Near my family's property in Rotary, I guess. I don't know. That'll be the size of that whole island. Yeah, but it'll be like off to the side. You got money, just camouflage just, it. Yeah, off I'll to have, the side. I have millions of dollars, <laughs> so true. I'll just build a really long rope bridge that goes from my house on top <laughs> of the mountain all the way to my boat. Good point. Um, I'll come pick you guys up. Cool. Just meet me on the coast. Appreciate oh, it. if we make it in time. What coast? The new coast. <laughs> Whichever one is the newest one. Whichever one we can find. Um, my next Shoot one is 1984 by George Orwell. I don't mm. know if that technically counts. Uh, yeah. Because it's more like it's it's more like a uh, societal yeah it, it's a society ending scenario right yeah. does that count though I would count it but it's definitely different cool well, I'm gonna keep it all right it's like Men in Black three <laughs> it's got a little twang we'll but it, it's valid um, and then the last one was the day after tomorrow I remember it's got Jake Gyllenhaal. And it's basically oh, where everything kind of yeah. just freezes over. Dennis, oh, yeah, Dennis yeah, Quaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, I remember watching that. I it wa- I watched it like a couple years after it came out. But when I did watch it, I was like, if this were to occur, like if the earth just froze over, I would not. Oh, uh, yeah. I hate the cold. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> just die willingly. I'd be like, take me out. Take the L. <laughs> take the L. All right. Well. Oh, man. If you guys have any fun end of the world media that you enjoy that you don't think we have seen, please let us know because yeah. I'm on this end of the world kick now and I'm trying to watch everything that has to do with that. And what do you think would be like the worst way to go like as a civilization? What do you think? Let us know. I think probably the sun exploding. Ooh, No, that'd be really quick. It would take us eight minutes to ever even know that it was happening. Right. But our gravitational, well, I guess not with our, never mind, take that back, wouldn't be that quick. It would be dark, but... It would be very hot and painful. Well, if it exploded, wouldn't it just... We would melt. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, so you're talking about like you're, you're talking about explosion, like engulf the earth. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. That's not yeah. that's not bad because it's quick. You we wouldn't would, even know what happened. But we would melt. Yeah, but you wouldn't even know it. It'd be so quick. I think it would more like it would just evaporate. Right. You. Like you would just no no no, no 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 no. You got to understand, we're not eight minutes away from the sun as travel. We are eight light minutes, I know which that. means an explosion would not travel at the speed of light. It would be a lot slower than that. So it wouldn't just be like, we're all dead. Mm. It would heat up the earth fast. Like it'd go from <laughs> zero to 100 in like an hour. But we would feel every degree of that increase and melt before we died. I don't know. I need you to show the your The human work. body would melt. I need you to show your work. I think, yeah, that makes sense to me. I, At least I'm, that's what I would think. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. That sounds awful. I know the speed of light is different, but I'm saying like if the explosion is going, it's not going to go slow. True. It's going to go slow enough for us to feel it, though. That's the thing. I don't know. But, but we're the third planet from the sun, you know? So Mercury and Venus are going first. That doesn't mean we're not going. Yeah. Well, but they're also on different axes. What is that? It's pretty close. The eternal Orbits. thing. The only one that's Thank really you. off is like Neptune or something. Yeah, but even then, we're not all in a line. No, but we're all relatively horizontal, or I mean, depending on your perspective. but Vertical in some perspective. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, the same this plane. is hurting my brain. That's the word, plane. Well, what yeah, do you think the end of the world <laughs> will be like? That, that's what we're getting to. What do you think the end of the world will be like? How do you think we're going? Do you think it'd be worth trying to survive? Do you think it's even possible? Let us know in the comments. There you go. As of right now, Yo. we're going to go take a quick break. Have a listen to these messages from our sponsors if we put it here. We might put it in the first one. I don't really know. We'll see you guys soon. We'll figure it out. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. If you are watching us on YouTube, I would like to first and foremost start my three-part apology by saying that you're a wonderful person, and I appreciate everything you do. (laughs) Secondly, our video footage was a little screwed up uh, due to an error on someone's behalf. We are not going to say who. We're not going to name names. But somebody among the three of us screwed up somehow, and our footage was ruined. So I apologize for that. And thirdly, we will do better in the future, hopefully. We'll do our best to try. Anyways, coming back from the break, we are here to answer some of your fan questions. Hmm. You can send us questions through (laughs) our email, through comments, through text if you have our personal number. You can also call us on our Always More hotline, which is just a voicemail. We will not answer, I promise. No one's going to answer. No anxiety. You don't have to talk to us in person. Uh, but that phone number is 254-218-4042. Once again, the phone number is 254-218-4042. We also have the option for anonymous questions, which yeah. I'm still not sure how you do that. I don't understand. You have to go to our link, go to our website, and it's at the bottom. It says Ask Anonymous. Anonymous questions. Uh, speaking of which, we got one of those, which was Spill the Tea on Your First Kiss. Now, is this your first kiss ever? Or your first kiss with your current partner? I mean... I'm going to say ever. See, mine doesn't really... Ca- I mean, I guess it counts. I was five years old. Yeah. Yeah, so. I was also a child. Yeah. Why are we kissing so young? I think it's because of so, um, the media. Oh, yeah, 100%. Well... And I'm assuming your first kiss was with a girl. Yes. Mine was also with a girl. Yours with a boy, mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 
if anybody's indoctrinating children to be sexualized, seems like it's straight people. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> anyway. Crazy concept. Mine was also um, the theme of a wedding. Um, our sisters were friends, and so they forced us to dress up. Oh. I was in a wedding dress, and he was a groom, like put on like a black shirt or something, and they forced us to say I do. And he was my best friend in school because, you know, same ages, whatever. And so it was so gross. Because they were like, you guys say I do and kiss. And then we did it. And then I think I went to the bathroom and washed my mouth out. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. Did Hunter know the story before? No. So you're cheating on your husband with Hunter. <laughs> did you ever get a divorce? No. Well, Harley. Do you still talk to this man? No. We're Not- separated. Se- separation isn't a thing. It is. They're yeah. on a break. <laughs> We're on a break. <laughs> It's been years. <laughs> well, maybe you should call him one day and ask him for a divorce. I don't even He's going to be so confused. <laughs> hey, what? do you remember? <laughs> what are you talking elementary about? Elementary school? Um, yeah, so mine, very similar. I was actually playing house with the neighbor kid that lived next door. Mm. I was husband. She was a wife. So I kissed her. Mm. Because right? that's what husbands and wives do. Yeah. yeah. Mine was a little bit more, like, I was ashamed for whatever reason. We were hiding underneath my bed. You know why you were ashamed. <laughs> we hid in our bed, and we just, I don't even remember that there's an actual story to it, but we just hid in our bed and shared a peck, and that was it. Like, nothing dramatic or crazy, but I remember, yeah. like, feeling shamed for it for whatever reason. Yeah. Shame then, after the kiss? Yeah. Oh. I, don't, I didn't tell my parents or anything, but, yeah. Yeah, premarital shit. Premarital How kissing. Dare you? How yeah. dare you? Yeah. Yeah. shame. sinner. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's it. I think though so. we, we should probably give the crowd what they actually want. They want first like the first group, like romantic with our romantic partners at the moment. Um, I'm assuming you've already kissed Hunter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh yeah, <laughs> kissed him good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tim. Um, my first kiss with Jess. We um, she was graduating from college and. I drove all the way up to Oklahoma to see her graduate, and it was actually where we went on our first date. Um, but it was the night of her graduation, if I remember correctly. And we we were out doing something. We came back, and it was at her. It was in front of her grandma's door, at her house, and the door. And it was just like a good night, you know. Hey, good old we're, fashioned. We're here, good, good old night. fashioned. Wow. Yeah. Uh, when she went inside, did you do the little dance? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you yeah. know you did. Yeah, went back to the truck and. <laughs> <laughs> But it was like it was like everything was leading up to that that day and that moment. So it was like this big final like hoorah. So yeah, I was dancing. You knew mm. it. You yeah. knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um so Hunter and I um I think we went our first kiss was after a pool hall like hangout thing. <laughs> so we went to go play pool together. And this was like at the big, very beginning of us talking. So I didn't even know if this man liked me or not. Um, cause he was so hard to read. And so like, we were just like, you know, hanging out and then we like sat at the bar and like, we started like bonding over stuff and it started getting, you know, a little bit deeper. And I was like, Whoa, maybe he does like me. Cool. I like him. <laughs> and then obviously the bar closed. And so then we went outside and I think we sat in his car and he was like showing me music and whatever, you know, like the same corny shit. Oh yeah. And then, um, he just kind of like you put on the move, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, was it was it the arm over, oh, yeah. over the shoulder? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Um, and then he just like Classic. I was like sitting there and he was like staring at me and then, uh, you know, just kind of happened. Yeah. And he was like he kissed me and I was like what? <laughs> Consent. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he didn't even ask. <laughs> the cad. Classic. But yeah. It was All cute. Right. 
So my first kiss with Janelle um, was probably, eh, it, it could have been different, but it, it was <laughs> not, no, not in a bad way. No, like, I know, I know. So our first kiss was actually based on a bet that I definitely manipulated the bet, and she didn't even, I don't think she realized it until afterwards. She would have kissed me either way, but like, all right, so here's the thing. We were watching National Geographic. You're telling me your relationship was built on a lie? <laughs> on a bet? <laughs> we were watching National Geographic, right? And this guy was lost at sea. And oh, yeah. for some reason, I was like, you know what? I think he's going to get rescued by pygmies. He was off the coast of, uh, I, I don't even remember what country, but I was just like, you know what? Pygmies. That's what's going to happen. Just almost as a joke. And she was like, no, I I don't think that's going to happen at all. It's probably the Coast Guard or like a normal person would decide on something. And I was like, I'll tell you what. If he's rescued by pygmies, I win. If he's rescued by the Coast Guard, you lose. Sound good? And she was like, all right, fine. It's kind of one of those like Scooby-Doo. Yeah, Heads yeah. I win, tails you lose things. <laughs> so I won. He was actually rescued by pygmies. So <laughs> what? Yeah, if you're listening, always bet on pygmies. It's, <laughs> it's always a safe bet to bet on the pygmies. Um, but he was rescued by pygmies. And I was just like, there's no way I won this. Like, <laughs> what just happened? And the bet was for a kiss. So I won a kiss. She had to kiss me. Nice. Which, I mean, even if I had done the bet the proper way, like if she's right, she wins. If I'm right, I win. The prize was still a kiss. So either yeah. way, like the other way you got a kiss. We were, we were making out that day. It was going <laughs> to But that was my first kiss with Janelle. That's and incredible. we've been together ever since. Wow. Oh, you kids. <laughs> All right. So to answer that anonymous question, boom. There you go. Moving right along. That information. <laughs> that was a lot of info, right? A lot of personal info. Forget you heard any of that. <laughs> um, our next question comes again from Chelsea Solis. She gave us a lot of questions. I she appreciated did. that. I'm trying, um, I'm trying to get through them because you did a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you, Chelsea. We need questions. Yeah, we please. Thank you. <laughs> uh, she asked, "What's better, book smart or street smart?" As someone who is, you know, I'm I'm going to toot my own horn a little bit. I am both. I think I'm pretty book smart and I'm pretty street smart. I would say street smart is better. It depends, I think. Are we talking about the apocalypse and you need to know how to survive? Or are we talking about, like, are you trying to build a civilization? Just in general. This is his book smart side talking. Yeah, like in general. (laughs) That's my point, though. Okay, but look, book smart, yes, you understand in theory how to do these things. Street smart, like, let's, let's talk about agriculture for a second. Yeah. Book smart and agriculture. You know that you take a seed, you plant it in the ground, you water it, and it grows. Right. Street Smart says if I'm planting uh, hibiscus, I need to plant it at a high elevation, mm-hmm. and it needs to have a slope so the water doesn't drain into it and it overwaters. Like, these are street smarts that you need to know. Yeah, but those the things— book smart up, wouldn't help you. But those things go into books, so you learn those things. Not always. No, I, I understand what you're saying. Like, like there are certain there are certain like things this that fishing that spot learn. is the best spot for fishing. Right, you're not going to catch anything here. But book smart, you just know the fish like this bait. Right. I'm going to go out into the water, throw it in, and hopefully I'll catch something. But like book smart will tell you, okay, but if you just build this certain tool, it'll help you out, or like in how to build it. And street smarts, street smarts says Tim knows how to build that tool. I'm going to be Tim's friend. Yeah. That is how my life includes <laughs> a character reference, a lawyer, a chef. Yeah. <laughs> a guy who can do pretty much anything with technology. 
uh, computer people. I've got all of that stuff in my life because of the people I surround myself with. You're the guy guy. I'm the guy guy. <laughs> I've got a guy for everything. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, That's it, street smart. I, mean, I agree with your your first comment. It's, it's kind of both. Like I think it really just depends on the situation and what you're trying to do and where you're trying to go in life. I would go with street smart. I win. Okay. Street smart. <laughs> but that's just because I think being street smart has gotten me out of a lot of situations that could have been bad. Mm. Book smart wouldn't actually get you into situations. Right. Like you standing on the porch when the SWAT are invading some house two houses over. Oh, yeah. No, I agree with you. That's, like, book, that's and book street smart. smart is you, know, you telling know him to get inside. You know, in theory, you having a gun outside protects your home. You know you have the right to own a gun. <laughs> and you know that a dangerous situation sometimes requires defense. Street Smart says, cops don't care. Get inside. Yeah, yeah. Criminals don't care. Get, Get inside. inside. Right, yeah, you right. might miss your shot. Get inside. A brick wall will protect you better than standing outside <laughs> holding a gun. <laughs> That's all right. I'm saying. Yeah, all right, all right. Fair enough. Yeah, so our next question comes from my lawyer, Kira. Who asked, <laughs> who is the most underrated Disney character? I put Sergeant Tibbs. He's a little cat from 101 Dalmatians who heard the twilight bark <laughs> as a cat, mind you, translated the twilight bark to a dog, and then on his own led 101 animals to safety, saved their lives from Coella DeVille, all in a single evening. Right. Doing something where most cats would just mind their own business. Right. Sergeant Tibbs yeah. is a hero. He's a hero. He's an absolute hero in my book. Yeah. And Agatha, wherever you are over there, if you could be one-tenth <laughs> of the man that Sergeant Tibbs is, you're all right in my book. All right. She's a female like, cat. So I don't that's care. A bit of a you never be half the man your mama was. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine that I chose was um, Pacha. That's a good one. From That's the Emperor's New Groove. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Solid. Literally, this man got told by um, Cusco, hey, I'm going to take your house. Mm-hmm. Sorry, bud. Um, and he still saved his life. And he still saved him. I he housed him, him. And he went back twice, didn't he? Yeah. For I, I would have let him die. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking crazy. Like the emperor just got turned into a llama? Right. Yeah. Easy. I'll take that llama back and put it to work. I mean, <laughs> other than, other than what's her name? Um, Yzma. Other than her trying to kill, um, you know, Cusco, is there is any evidence that she wouldn't have been a good queen? Yes. In the first, like, two minutes of the movie, when she's talking to the peasant, and he's, she says, well, it's none of my concern if your family had, oh, that's good what was it? Food? <laughs> <laughs> Should have thought about that before you became poor. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, she's an awful ruler. But right, she also enough. probably would have died like a year or two later. So yeah. Before anything ever got implemented, she'd have been. Yeah. And Kronk is really good. But Kronk's no, not, he's, he's not underrated at all. He's, oh, he's appropriately not. rated. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, mine is Sadness from Inside Out. Really? I, I think, you know, you, at the end of the movie, you see the importance of sadness. And I think that's a really important thing, especially like with kids, like to understand that your sadness is okay. Mm. And I think a lot of parents don't take that for granted. She pissed me sadness. Off. sadness? Yeah. Quit touching things. Like stop <laughs> touching. Like you're breaking everything. Stop. That's that was my thing. But yeah. no, I, I think you're probably right. That's why a lot in the of, grand scheme of it. Yeah. Right. Yes. A lot of uh child therapists are using that movie to help explain yeah. emotions and feelings and 
not everything that attracts sadness initially is an inherently sad or bad thing. Right. There's that's what's kind of the mix of the core memories. Like sometimes it's sad, but it's also a good thing that it happened this way. You know, it's right. cool. Yep. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Final thoughts. And since we're talking about apocalypses, they would be our final thoughts. Damn. damn. <laughs> a double down. <laughs> I got a double down. Um, guys, vote smart. Who do you really want to have the nuclear codes? Just think about it. <laughs> Just think about it twice. Which, they've all got to be changed now anyway. <laughs> um, take care of the planet. Yeah. yeah. That's a big thing. Like, let's let's... <laughs> do better can we just not kill the earth for our kids oh, yeah. <laughs> can, can we just like agree to put people first like yeah. all people not like specifically this group of people or power or money like you can have all the money in the world and it's not going to protect you from the world ending yeah and don't create biohazards to kill off entire populations. I mean, if you have that urge, I can send you like three iPhone games right now. Today. Yeah, they, yeah. I was playing one on the plane yes. and this lady next to me got concerned. And I was like, it's, it's a game. She's like, what is that? What is that? Chris is yeah. like sending biohazards across the world. This lady's like, I made one. What do I call? Were you playing Plague Inc.? Yeah. Uh, no, it's the free version of Plague Inc. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, but remember I, when it used to I be named free? It, yeah. Right. In general, I so named it Bean Flu after my daughter, and I killed everyone. <laughs> I killed everyone except Madagascar. I could never get Madagascar. So one time kidding? I started wow. on Madagascar, got everybody. Nice. Uh, so as long as you start on Madagascar, you'll kill everyone. Iceland, that's where I start. King Julian. <laughs> Iceland's a good one too. I start Iceland. Yeah, because mm. it, like it's cold climate, but it's a high population. Right, right next door to it, yeah. Lots of shipping, lots of planes. They've got a really cool airport. You can get Greenland right there as well, which is another hard one to get. That Smart. that, that or New Zealand, one of those two. Huh. I and never New- had a problem with New Zealand. Well, I'm saying because New Zealand is, you got China right there, and once you get China, I mean, it's cool. Yeah, and I think starting in the States or China is cheating. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because that's it. Like, those are the two biggest exporters of anything. So right. start with those and then, like, put your disease on rats or planes or boats or doesn't matter you know we're getting into this for, <laughs> for a lot there are a lot of fun games you can play that involve the end of the world um yeah i think that's pretty much all we needed to say on this particular topic so well about time to hit the hit old, the old dusty trail <laughs> uh hopefully if you guys are desiring you can survive the apocalypse as it comes because it's it's coming soon <laughs> To a theater near you. Come <laughs> to a theater near you. And also a hospital near you. Oh. And also a store near you. And everywhere else. It, it's going to happen. God. Damn. The way we're going now, it, it's going to happen a lot sooner than later. Probably, actually, Harley, your generation might save us. Don't put that on us. But not because we're pressuring you to doing it. I think you are. We're not. We're hoping that it happens. I think what's going to happen <laughs> is you guys are going to bully all of our generation and older <laughs> into accidentally saving the world. Stop it. <laughs> Gags. Like people are going to be scared of you guys for like outing their bank account info and their credit cards and their addresses. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're going to be like, well, now I got to vote right. I got to, yeah. I got to do the right thing. And that's going to save the world. Oh, I hope so. No, pressure. I don't know. The kids who Just are younger than me are even scarier. Keep doing yeah. what y'all are doing. Oh yeah. No, Absolutely. Ellie is going to be a revolutionary for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep doing what y'all are doing, though, and I think we might be all right. 
You, uh... Let's pull them together, everybody. All right. Thank you guys once again for listening to our podcast, for being a part of this conversation. Yes. We love it. Love it here with you guys. Uh, be sure to subscribe, leave a rating on your favorite podcast platform, and make sure it's the top tier rating. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Always More Pod. Tim, what's your social media handles? Yes, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok at, at Timothy Lichty. It's L I E C H T Y. I am on Instagram as Captain underscore CT Ford, and TikTok is Christopher dot Lionheart Harley. Um, I'm on Instagram at What Harley, W U T Harley, and on TikTok at HarleyBean.co. Thanks again for listening, being a part of the conversation. And remember, there is always more than this. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Always More podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe, share, like, and rate on whatever your platform preference is. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Always More Pod. If you'd like to submit a question, you can ask us on any of our social media platforms, or you can leave us a voicemail at 254-218-4042. If you'd like to feed into our caffeine addiction as well as support the podcast financially, you can do so at buymeacoffee.com forward slash alwaysmorepod. For further information and to contact us, you can email us at alwaysmorepodcast at gmail.com.